Welcome back to Consuming the Craft Podcast. With me today is the exalted one, Taylor Howard of Cultivated Cocktails, proprietor, owner, genius mastermind behind all the delicious spirits coming out of the facility, not only production, but you guys have outlets pretty much all across the country now, right? You guys are killing it. Yeah, let me, let me get my cash out and pay you. <laughs> I'd, hey, look. At these prices, I also am giving it away. But you guys have, you're making rum, vodka, you're doing a couple different gins, uh, coffee liqueur, you've got a whiskey. Uh, how do you keep it all straight? The, you guys are doing amazing stuff. I really like this stuff. So Real plays uh, Tetris daily in our very small production facility. It, it, that's the other thing. Like, we, you, Thank you uh, again for talking to our class about facilities management and just building and and. and uh, how to start this stuff, right? Because you know it's staggering amounts of paperwork. Then you get a facility, and then, like you said, your production guy, Real, who's a graduate of our program. Hi, Real. Uh, he plays Tetris because you guys are in a very small facility for the amount of liquid that's being produced. We are. Um, the production area, what we call production area, is about 1,200 square feet. That's insane. And then our barn's 800 square feet, and then we have several containers. Not counting our other locations, but that's the one where we make it all. Uh, and how have you been able to keep... I mean, of course, I've been to the site. I've, I've drank booze there. We, we share a lot of different things. Uh, but how do you how are you keeping up? Because you had mentioned to me something, and this is why I bring it up. You talked about maybe expanding. Right. Going into, I don't know, another state. Right. I mean, this. I don't know if this is top secret. No, go, go. I mean, the first rule of booze club is we're supposed to talk about booze club. So, you had talked about potentially uh, other states, you know, wishing you would come there and build a facility and having more production because you guys are basically at capacity where you're at. I mean, really, without a second shift, we are. Yep. And then when you have a second shift, now you got to really have either you know someone willing to work second shift <laughs> which is a big challenge you can't. yeah just finding an employee that would be willing to do that and then and you know trusting the employee in the facility at that time too so it's but plus I'd, I'd say it add a whole nother level of stress on real being able to he's also got to think about what they're doing at night while he's asleep no he wouldn't be able to sleep yeah it'd be it, well it, me either it, i was just gonna say there's no way you'd be able to sleep either because now you're gonna get that call at 11 30 p.m Yep. They, this and, and then that is going to ruin your sleep for the rest of your entire life. Yeah, our our interlock fan for the burner is it went out. Now the still can't fire. And then I got to go in there and bypass the interlock. Oh, don't, well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Install the backup interlock fan. Right, <laughs> that's right. Install the backup fan. I do have two. I could crosslink them. One for the kettle and one for the still. Yeah. So, for those of the people that don't know, um, how did you get into distillation? Because you you had this crazy idea of starting to make your own booze a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll do the short abridged version. Yeah. Uh, the non-publicized version would be uh, I didn't drink beer. I didn't drink hardly at all until I was over 21. Uh, and then I drank uh, a little, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I still didn't drink beer. Still don't drink beer. Um, and I would drink either some moonshine from somebody or spirits. And uh, we went on a bachelor party to Troy and Sons, saw it, and it was all automated. 
had an electrical computer engineering degree and I was like, all right, cool. I can automate that. No big deal. This will be super easy. It's all plumbing. It's all copper. It's all stainless. My cousin was the largest plumbing company in Western North Carolina. Uh, and we have a bunch of copper that we deal with. I'm like, all right, we can make this. No big deal. Sure. Called him up. I was like, let's make this legal. And he's like, okay, let's, let's go big. And, uh, we did. We sat down at Lab, uh, Lexington Avenue Brewery. Yeah. It's not there anymore, but... It isn't. No, that's funny. Yeah, it's Bold Rock now. Yeah. Uh, it, bold, yeah, Bold Rock. Yeah. Um, and we drew it out on a napkin and went from there. Uh, you just put it on a napkin. So, I, I don't think... I think the inventor of the bar napkin needs to probably have uh, some sort of recognition because if you think about all the stuff that even I've personally drawn on a bar napkin that has now come to fruition. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. We have a utility company uh, as well, and every morning our guys come meet at a gas station county line down from where we make our product. Yeah. And um, they get their blueprints hand-drawn on a napkin. <laughs> it's like, here it is. <laughs> Here's what you got to do yeah. today, boys. They may have the actual set of blueprints on site in a track or somewhere, but... Sure. Like, nope, this is it. Sketch it out on a napkin and give it to them. Official set of blueprints. I've just, and that's, I mean, that's got to be happening all over the planet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've written down things on pieces of cardboard and just some of the, I, I mean, a lot of my original recipes for some of the places I've worked at have been written on flaps of cardboard from cardboard boxes or something that I've just come up with. So you have an engineering degree, computer engineering degree. Electrical computer Electrical engineering. Computer. Yeah. From- so you, you, then you started to you wrote this stuff down on a napkin. You put it all together. Fast forward, um, you're making rum. You're making gin. You've got a, a, some great liqueurs. Uh, Whiskey's being released. You guys did this amazing, amazing seasonal for uh, for the holidays, uh, Christmas release. Um, what's next? What What are you guys doing next? Uh, next? We talked a little bit about expansion, but I I, I don't necessarily want to. So what's next? What what are you going to do next? So in the current situation, without expanding, we've got a Solera Rye program that's going to be coming I out. Can't wait for that rye to come out. Yeah, uh, it, it'll be it'll be awesome. We've got a, a bourbon that's going to stay on the shelves full time. Versus our our steel horse is uh, we kind of aged and we developed this thing with Western North Carolina where it rotates the barrels for two thousand miles. And, and people need to come see that. It's cool. It's super cool because the barrel, it literally, it's rolling that distance. Yep, that's right. And now we have we have a small iteration of it downtown. Yeah, and the big uh, ones at your your production uh, facility. Yeah, that's right. And then now Western also created a five gallon barrel turner for me as well. Nice. Uh, and the small ones are essentially in kit form. So what oh. Western did is because I originally designed it to or not designed it, I had them design it to. Um, say a bar wanted the same kind of aging, where it's agitating and rotating moving, yeah. and moving. And uh, well, the, and the principle behind it for those of you listening is like the surface area inside of the barrel is coming in contact with the spirit. By rotating it, you're actually increasing uh, the movement inside of the barrel, getting the spirit to touch the wood in in a in a you know a shorter amount of time with it going in and out of the capillaries of the wood and and and, and uptaking some of that wood flavor faster so that's really cool and it's a kit so you could put it behind the bar yep so you can i can go right now and go to the email that i have from them push a button it orders it all comes pre-cut um and then, well, I shouldn't say all. All the framing and all the material come pre-cut in the parts list. I hit from McMaster Car. It comes the frame and the uh, housing. 
the motor and all that. Yeah, yeah. And then I just start bolting it together. I download, copy the code off the other one, flash it onto this one, give it to somebody. They can open it up on their cell phone and say, I want it to stop at 100 miles. I want it to stop at 10 miles. I want it to spin at this speed. I want it to spin at this speed, or I just want it to turn off and on. It's got little arcade buttons to. So, so my question is, how are we going to convince my wife I need one of those at my house? (laughs) You know, I kind of my dad wants to buy one, and I want to buy one. I think Um, it'd be just kind of neat to be like, just make sure I had enough. Not that I probably don't have enough booze at my house, but just in case, you know conversation piece yeah you throw, you throw some white that you've got here in there and yeah let her go yeah and just see what happens over time yeah a little bit here taste a little bit there speaking of white you brought in something for me to taste and it was i would say unusual unique something i had never tasted before and this is going to get us to booze clues because uh we're looking at uh something that uh you brought in and you were like it was shrouded in secrecy right i couldn't couldn't right. see the bottle uh you and i had never even heard of it which was really really funny uh i tasted it and it was it was creamy it was smooth uh and now now we've poured it in a couple of different like shaped glasses to kind of see if we can get uh like a difference between uh the shape of the glass and how this stuff smells but go ahead and smell those two glasses and tell everybody what you think uh, you smell inside of this. Uh, because it's, I, I want to tell everybody, it's from Crowded Barrel Alchemy. Uh, it's called the Magnificent Beasts Phoenix. And what these folks did is they purchased 15-year-old whiskey uh, from Lawrenceburg, Indiana, from MGP. And they had some whiskey that they were making, and they found some barrels that they didn't uh, think met their quality control, quality assurance. What are you smelling in those? You know, the, the two different glasses, it's very different. No, it is. It, it, so I've been telling people the shape of the glass matters. And for years, I thought that was bullshit. I really did until I started doing it with... So we have a Copita nosing glass, like a Glencairn glass, and then we have this one from a company called Neat, N-E-A-T, which is like this bowl that comes into a, a big splay. So I poured both of the spirits in both of those glasses, and really, like where it centers on the aroma in those glasses is very different. The Neat is much more pleasant yeah. to, the, to, the, to the nose. Because yeah. I, th- I think it opens up some of the aromatics inside of here. Now, that being said, it was 15-year-old whiskey... The barrels didn't meet their quality control. Then they redistilled it. And it's clear. And, and they it, still got to call it 15 years. Yeah, it's a clear spirit that's been aged 15 years. Um, it kind of makes me think of like Cristiliano tequila or even Bacardi, uh, their light rum that's been aged, and then they, they charcoal filter it. But this is this is legit 15-year-old whiskey. Some barrels didn't meet their quality control. Then they redistilled it. It's clear, and it says "15-year-old whiskey" on the on the bottle. It's very unique, and I don't I don't know where you'd find anything like that again. No, definitely. I mean, no offense to these guys, but why would you do it? Right. I mean, I I get that the barrel didn't make, but the cost of the 15-year-old whiskey. You know, good for them, I guess. I, I it's super unique, though. I ran I ran into something similar in Chattanooga. Uh, the, this guy was a nuclear engineer. He built all his own still, his a continuous column still, very interesting looking. And he had a rum that was barrel aged out 
somewhere in the parking lot in some DDB approved thing. Sure. Um, and then brought it back and it was clear. And I was like, it's age, bro. But it's clear. But he redistilled it again because he liked that flavor profile. Just to, uh, he, he wanted just a hint. Of, because we can get the oak in there. Right. There yeah. is hints of vanilla. It's just not, it's not subtle. It's so subtle. You know, if you were trying to get somebody interested in whiskey. Yeah. I and mean, if you're a if vodka person. Or yeah, something. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that you could be like, yes, this is really light whiskey. And and this is like, these are the flavors that you would associate from these parts of the barrel. Like, you could use it as a, a, a certainly a training or teaching tool. So it was already light whiskey, right? Didn't I say they did? Yeah. So it was already above 160 without the heavy flavor profile. Yeah, 15-year light whiskey from MGP redistilled to 138 proof and proof down for bottling. And it's proof down to uh, 46% or 92 proof. So it's already, those barrels that they got were already light whiskey uh, between 160 and 190 proof coming off the still. So it didn't have as much body anyway. And then N- Not as many cogeners, not right. as many flavor compounds, yeah. So and then they redistilled it and dropped it even more, but still keeping a little bit of oak, a little bit of vanilla. I was really surprised how creamy it is. It is very creamy. It's got a huge mouthfeel, and it just, it's a, uh, it, it, I mean, there's no burn. It just kind of goes away. I mean, there's a lot of flavor in the mouth, but that, it, that there's like, there's no burning when you swallow. There's no, it doesn't sit heavy in your stomach. Right. But it is very creamy. I can't remember the name of their YouTube channel. I should have looked it up before I came here. Nah, I mean, if but, you look, uh, everybody Google Magnificent Beast Phoenix, I'm sure they'll take you right yeah. to it. But it's a, it's super, it's bizarre. It's a, it's a, just kind of a, a mind. It messes with your brain. It, yeah. You, because you taste it, it has like those subtle nuances of whiskey, but it is very clean tasting and very creamy. Yeah. I don't know how you a found it. A good way it. to describe it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you found it or where. Yeah. Uh, the first time I looked at it, it was all sold out. And then I found, uh, found it on this other online website. And I was like, I got to have it. That's so, yeah, it's just bizarre. Um, so... As you're taking over the world with spirits and you're going to be expanding and, and looking at uh, selling people. Oh, I, I love that barrel idea. I think it'd be just cool to see those rotating behind bars. Yeah. The, like, the five-gallon barrel is built for kits, too. For so, And that's the thing, too. So you could have, like, a release then. Yep, we can. You could have your own, like, bottle select release. It would just be interesting to see, uh, you know, places be able to do that. So it holds two barrels. Yeah. Um, and But... The way it's set up, you can take two off and put one in the middle, and it will only spin one hmm. for both. For except for our big turner won't do that, but both of the two kits will do that. That's so a hotel, a bar, the five gallons, a little more. Uh, it's not as user friendly as far as the app goes, but but one of the things there. you guys sell is uh, smaller barrels for weddings and and right. uh, parties, fiestas, symposiums. That's right. So if you wanted to come in instead of buying a you know a fifty three gallon barrel of bourbon which i think i now need to buy one of those too but that, that's a, that's a, that's another <laughs> side note um much more capital yeah right it, no and that's the thing i mean if you buy a, a select barrel where you go get it there's a lot of capital invested in that barrel mm-hmm. and so if you want to have a soiree a party where you have your barrel select you you'll sell them a barrel of whiskey that's right but you'll sell them a five barrel or a five gallon barrel five gallon barrel version yeah. so you get 25 bottles maybe depends on how you want to proof it and depends sure. on what product's going in there um but yeah it's much more economical you're looking 1200 to 1500 you get the barrel 
you get the bottles if you want to put them back in the barrel you can yeah you're not gonna tell people how to live yeah right <laughs> you do you once they paid for the tax paid bottles and <laughs> yeah. the state gets their money it's on them yeah well and then they can take the bottle they can take the barrel they can put it they right. can buy the rotator and they could rotate it as well that, that's true yeah you and can, we can customize the label for them slap it on there I think that that's amazing. Uh, engrave. I have an engraver. I can uh, engrave the barrel head for him. Well, and that was one of the things I was you had talked about to the class, and I thought it was just fascinating because I, I have looked at going together with some folks to buy a, a, a select barrel. Uh, you know, you can buy a, some of these places in like Tennessee have yeah. like barrel picks yeah. where they go and select a barrel, and they're like, this is the barrel we want bottled, and you know, we'll buy the whole run. Well, that's a That's a big investment. Very big. It's it's very. I mean, unless you're just <laughs> unless you're very wealthy, yeah. which which I uh, believe it or not, I'm not. Uh, I know with all this podcast fame and, and teaching, you, you people would believe that uh, I you know sure my helicopter's in the shop, but uh, that being said, it would be interesting. Like I just think it's a smart idea. Uh, yeah, we we definitely want to cater to the the people who can afford want to do that but can't afford it and well you're cultivating memories that's right that's the Look idea yeah, call, yeah. yeah that one was for free <laughs> <laughs> what else is new what else are you gonna be doing man uh we got a new space coming up as soon as i can get through some permitting that'll no, be exciting but, but you say a new space but you're insane because it's a brewery yep it's gonna be a winery Yep. And it's going to be a distillery. That's right. And that's in one space. A, a, a very small space. So how much do you normally sniff glue during the day? Because that seems like a paperwork nightmare. We are very fortunate to have... Uh, she's actually our... Real was hired on slightly before her, but Real was under a different payroll. Kelsey, sure. Kelsey was under our very first payroll that was in-house with just us, and she is very good at paperwork, very good at being on top of everything. She has got to be phenomenal. She's uh, We've already federally approved of all the, beer, or the brewery, winery, and distillery in that location, and she's already looking at paperwork, trying to figure out file reports. I'm like, you, you don't have to really file them. you got to file them now, but they're all zeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. we don't have any state reports yet because we don't have a state approval yet. Sure, but, sure. And sure. I mean, those, but those approvals are coming. They are. And so yeah. you, you're talking about ready-to-drink stuff. You're talking about spirits. You're also talking about beer and now wine. Uh, and I mean, they're all taxed at different rates. They're all usually in different packages. They are. Uh, and, and so in-house, uh, having all of those options to make cocktails and to play with stuff is just it's so, awesome so we uh that allows us to do a lot more creativity 100 percent. being able to so we're not going to distribute wine we're not going to distribute beer there's no possible way in this small this space um it's we, in-house only it, it makes yeah, sense we're gonna keg the wine keg sure. the beer um and then uh, i mean maybe once the blue moon we're like oh the special release in some 750 bottles of wine and let it go yeah yeah um but the uh it will allow us to bring in we're gonna bring in juice from Braylon vineyards where we get our shades of rose barrels from sure sure we'll ferment that then we can now use those barrels for other whiskey finishing casts or which i love um you know uh whatever wine yeah we can play with it all day long Uh, yeah um and so Right now, we're under an experiment with our, I guess, if you heard about our honey whiskey, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 
So it's not yeah, like hey, people need to know about this. Honey okay. Whiskey. All right. You so. you you got a barrel that someone aged honey in. It was a used. Was it bourbon cask? It was our barrel that okay. we used for our steel horse. Yeah. Uh, we gave it to Beach Armor, Asheville Beach Armor. Yeah. They put their honey in it. And it, it it's a full barrel. It's full full barrel. Uh, they pulled the honey out, but when honey comes in contact with moisture, it crystallizes. Oh, I remember looking at You yeah. sent me a photo of the inside of the yeah. barrel, and I was like, I just want to eat that like rock candy. That's right. So oh, the, my goodness. The outside shell of the barrel was crystallized oh. with honey because it had moisture that's in what it. The, that's what it does. Yep. Yeah. And um, so we're like, well... Let's put whiskey back in it. Oh, uh, so, I've had this whiskey, folks. Yeah. You, uh, it's, when does that release? It's out now. Is it really? Yeah, I'm go- yeah I know where I'm going. It's tonight. out now. Um, that stuff was amazing. So it's not your standard Jack Honey, Tennessee Honey. No, 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 no. It is totally not. We're not blending honey liqueur with a whiskey nope. and dropping it to sixty proof. We kept this at cash strength. It's one hundred and seven point five. It's so good. It, it to me, it drinks a little smoother than our ninety three Steel Horse. Um, it's a little hotter, but it drinks a little smoother just because of the, the, the honey, honey cuts yeah. it a little bit. It's not overpowered honey. The honey's a little subtle. Um, it, the sweetness is even subtle. The I mean, it balances subtle. out that whiskey so well. Yeah. It's I not, remember taking a, you, you was lucky enough to try it when I stopped by one day and it's so good. Yeah. The dregs that yes. came off of that, it's really dark, rich, just carbon thick. stuff. And it, yeah. it, it's very good too. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all, that stuff was amazing. I can't believe it. You should have told me that. You should have texted me when you sent that out. I would oh, go, yeah. go to the store and get yeah. that right away. So it, we're, we're, that needs to be in my life uh, more. We we were selling a bottle a minute when we released it. Uh, it makes sense. It's it, the stuff was phenomenal. Yeah, it, but now that people hear this, that, that's going to uh, be gone. So I got to go today. No, nah, we you, we still got a little bit. We you gotta, say that, but <laughs> I always uh, anyway. The uh, it is very good, and so what that's kicking off our rare batch series it's and cool. it's not under the rare batch brand. label brand yeah. uh because we kept it with steel horse because it was related to steel horse um but what we've got coming is uh we're now playing with we have our coffee liqueur sure we have some cooperage available that we pulled some stuff out of and now our, our cooperage just went up 25 percent. i don't know if any i'm sure no, everybody coo- else th- th- yeah, no I, I barrel costs have have gone through the roof uh, and then well yeah in a new barrel i just got a quote on the other day it was 495 dollars when i used to get it for 270 yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, everyone's telling me it's 500 bucks for a new barrel yeah that's what i just got quoted. yep i'm like yep we're gonna restructure some things here um but i mean you have to otherwise yeah. you're not gonna make a margin and you're gonna go out of business so what before I got that quote, and we still will continue this path, but we were going to take uh, our used whiskey barrel, put our coffee liqueur in it. Mm. Now, the coffee liqueur is going to be so flavorful, you're not going to get that oak flavor out of that, mm. I don't think. It's too strong. It's but a big coffee liqueur. It's, it's delicious. Very but yeah, it's a big, thick, yeah. uh, powerful flavor. It is. We're, But when you put whiskey back in that coffee barrel, you'll get... Oh, subtle nuances of coffee in the whiskey. So... We we're playing with it. You're like that's like whiskey inception. Yeah. <laughs> and so and that's kind of kicking off our, our rare batch. We plan on having uh, a hop schnapps. Okay. Um, with where we've basically distilled beer. Yeah. From some breweries. Uh, and uh, we'll still make a hop schnapps out of that. Mm-hmm. And we've got um some of these different cask finished things going on yeah we've got our bottled and bond bourbon that just got uh cola approval 
last week, and it'll turn five in April 27th. So when is that going to be released? We're, uh, I, we were going to release it when it was four to meet the bottom bond definition. Sure. But now it's so close to five years. Like, just, just wait till wait fi- five. It makes sense. Yeah. And the label just got approved, so it's just a month and a, two months away. So I only have to wait two months. Yeah. Um, and okay. it'll be sing- we're only going we're doing single barrel. I didn't make that much. Well, y- back y- in the day, I mean, but, that was five years ago. Yeah. How would you supposed to know? So, um, we will release a single barrel of it now, and then we'll release a single barrel of it in maybe two more years. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. That's awesome. Yeah, and we got uh, some six year old rum that I was going. I was planning on going. And letting it go till my son turned 21. I'm like, hey, here's your party. Here's your eight barrels of really old rum. Yeah. 18-year-old rum. Um, but it's we're losing too much volume. We're going to pull uh, too it. Too much in the age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to – it's going to – I mean, by the time he would be, yeah. be like, oh, yeah. this is your party. Here's your glass. That's right. Yeah. Here's your glass of rum. Yeah, it's an expensive glass of rum. <laughs> it's a very expensive uh, glass of rum. So we we pulled a sample out uh, a couple weeks ago. I think we're going to start releasing that. Um, nice. So it'd be how six. good was that? It was very good. I was actually really surprised. Uh, so those barrels we've got uh, those are oat barrels, millet barrels, wheat barrel, a four grain barrel, and a bourbon barrel. So All got, blended together for the rum. Uh, well, they're separate right now. Sure. We got two millets, two wheat, two oat. And are you going to do it by single barrel, or are you going to blend them together? I might. I don't know. We haven't decided. We've been throwing it back and forth. I think. Yeah, that's a tough call. Yeah. Um, so if we could do the millet together and then the oak together, and sure. Then so the, you'd have two barrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could do them all single and leave those distant out, like a oat now, and then after we cycle through everything, I know another oat. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. We got to figure that out. Well, I can't wait to taste some of this stuff, and I can't wait to uh, stop by again. I loving the innovation you know that i uh i do it for the students i do it for the kids i don't like to drink myself but uh thanks for stopping by today taylor yeah thank you (laughs) we'll talk again soon thanks Thanks everybody that's listening to consuming the craft podcast listen learn laugh with us and thanks to danny mcconnell from mcconnell farms for sponsoring the podcast taste the way you remember thanks danny for everything that you've done for the students here and thank you taylor for talking to the students today talking to me today and bringing this crazy clear whiskey by thanks taylor thanks everybody cheers (laughs) 